Introducing Collide Goss, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the potty. Uh, this week we'll be talking about all things business related and the seven lessons we've learned along the way. Don't worry, it's on a serious business chat. It's very lighthearted and it's basically about how the Art and Collective came to be, how we learned to evolve and pivot as a business. How good is that word pivot? We use it a lot on the podcast. And obviously a few laughs thrown in along the way at our expense. So we hope you enjoy. I think the bottom line is when you say yes to everything, you know, you learn quickly. Like we would literally say yes to jobs that we didn't really have any idea what to do. Mm. But that put us like in any job, it puts you out of your comfort zone and you just fucking get it done. And you learn. And you learn. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson. And you can still take that in any job now, just saying yes and just giving it a go. Like what can you lose? Okay, we can start this one off. Welcome to episode four, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining us on the ride. Yeah, uh, a bit of fun. How was your week, doll, before we start? Um, week was great, just like every other kind of week I've had for the past four months. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did some manifesting, though, which made me feel a lot better. Oh, <laughs> yes, I copied you and did that. Oh, yeah, you did that. Because it was a, what was it, a full... A new moon. Not full moon, I always say that, a new moon. I can't keep up, there's so many different bloody moons, like, always. Like, there's always something to do. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm confused, read the moon. Yeah, so I did that, and I felt good. So I think I had, like, a better week, because you're held, like, accountable for. Because you write down more, like, for the month. This was, like, a I set up for the month more. Um, and, like, I stuck to it, you know? Because last week I feel like I was in a bit of a slump. This week better. I go in big waves. How about Same. you? Uh, I've been feeling really happy at the yeah, moment. That's which good. is quite strange we love for that me. For you. It might be because I drink every night of the week. Yeah. And it's just maybe because you know, I'm like the opposite. I don't. Yeah. I just feel as though work's been good. Don't have much to complain about at the moment. No. I'm just bored as fuck. Yeah. I, I get feel that. like it over here, like. I over the north, but my only um excitement for the week is like doing the podcast. Doing the podcast, like I have a few friends where I am, but like obviously majority of our mates are like over the bridge. Yeah. And with this bloody LGA shit, like I can't just like pop over and go for coffee and a walk. Like it has to be so organized. You have to look at that fucking radius to be like, can I go there? Yeah, like, I know. You know, like you everyone tell. like, and there's so many more police around. It's just a shit fight. So that got me down the week before. Like, I was having yes. a few breakdowns because I was, like, I think I was getting a bit jelly of everyone catching up and me being, like, the one that was... Yeah. I silly. And I pulled myself out of it. I was like, I can work around this. I've got mates here and I can meet people in certain areas. I've just got to, like... And you are looking to move out of the family unit. Yeah. Moving back out. Um... Which will be, yeah, we've like overstayed a while from last COVID, we just never left. <laughs> I think it's time now to pack up. Um, time to time to leave. With slowly the though, like if the right place pops up. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, well, before we begin our topic for today, I have some exciting news for you, Ella. What? One of my friends actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, where is this going? 
I just said I drink every night of the week. No, uh, one of our friends, one of my friends, yeah. has sent us some drinks. Oh right, okay. For us yeah. to try on the podcast. Nice. So basically, they're alcohol-free drinks, and they're called Yes You Can. Cool. And I am going to quickly blindfold you. Oh, you're gonna blindfold me. So okay. you've got to hold that. Sexy. And you've got to think about what this drink tastes like. Yeah. They're so different cocktail flavors, aren't they? Yeah. But like they're not alcoholic. They're not alcoholic. So when we do decide to get pregnant or never drink again, mm-hmm. this is the way to go. So maybe this is for you because you never drink. Okay, open your mouth. Can you tell me what flavors I'm choosing from? I have to choose. You're from. choosing from. Spritz, Dark and Stormy, or G&T. Okay, maybe that's a bit of a giveaway. I shouldn't have asked Yeah. Are okay. you going to feed it to me? Yeah, because you're holding yourself. Open no, your mouth. No, <laughs> Open your mouth. I couldn't breathe for a second. Um, oh. Stormy? <laughs> that's a spritz, but that's lit. Mm. That tastes alcoholic. Tastes more like ginger beer. Yeah, I like that one. I like that. My turn. My turn. Uh, Can I just say that tasted like... Really good. Alcohol. All right. Which is what I like. Cool. Here you go. Get that into you. Big sip, doll. Oh, I sounded like my dad yeah. when he slurps. <laughs> That's got to be a G&T. Correct. Woo! Ding, ding. Wow, they're really good. Okay, well, the last one's obvious. Okay. So the last one is a dark and stormy. We'll try it because we don't need to blindfold you. Oh my gosh. Yum. They're so good and they taste alcoholic. What do you reckon? Mm, Oh my God, yum. Well done, Sophie Heatley. Yeah, really, really well done. That is is delicious. All three are really yummy. So this is our first, not sponsor, but our first drinks and shout out. Yes, you can alcohol-free drinks, mm-hmm. and the packaging is most divine. So, alrighty. Now we're going to get on to what we're talking about today. Okay. Well, you've prepared this very well. Yes, I've prepared six pages of notes, <laughs> which I wanted to read out like a script, but Ella said no. I'm not into it, into notes. I'm not like a note taker. Mm. Um, Steph loves it. She loves pre-planning and writing everything down. I kind of like... To flow with everything, which is sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, yeah. Both have negatives and positives to it. Yes, they do have good positives and negatives, Ella. <laughs> okay. Let's now, go. all right. Now let's hear it. Let's get so today it. we're going to be talking about all the lessons we've learned yep. from starting the Ardent Collective. We sure are. Now, there are... Seven lessons mm-hmm. that we need to go through. It took a while for us to like get into Kind it. of like get them all congregated, could I say? Yeah, great word. Um, so it made sense to everyone. Related it, to everyone, we thought. Exactly. Mm. So I thought we'd start by telling everyone a little bit about the Ardent Collective and what we do. So we started as... I know you're already looking at those notes. <laughs> okay. Fuck off. Okay. The way we started, we'll get into, but we ended up falling into being a social media manager for real estate agents in Double Bay, which is not what we'd initially anticipated. And now we've kind of evolved four years later into being a fully serviced digital agency. Mm. So I think we do yeah. 
social media management, mm-hmm. branding, content creation, art direction, and graphic design. Mm. I think I'd say though we like more started taking on corporate clients at the start. Yeah. Because there was a massive shift at the time because it was always expected for like fashion brands and hairdressers and beauty brands to have social media. That was a given and that was already being done. But we, when we started, it was by chance because as we said in a previous podcast, it was one of our friends that needed social media and he asked for it for his mortgage broking company. And we said yes. And then obviously, I don't know, it was, I think something was starting to turn at that time with a lot of corporate businesses catching on to the power of Instagram. And we kind of fell into that place. And that was like bread and butter for the first Big time. Two years, and that fell into real estate agents because they, you know, they had the money to spend on marketing, and they, a lot of mortgage brokers. It was and property developers. So it yes. wasn't just real estate. It was yeah. It was all in the realm of property, corporate. and people would find that really interesting. They'd be like, "You're doing like corporate, like Instagram." It's like because it was really weird back then to do that. It was really strange. I'll say, I feel like fashion brands were doing Instagram well, but that was about it. Like food was just getting into it. Restaurants were just food was already kind of done. Yeah, because we had started with Collide doing food. Remember? Yeah, but they hadn't had a social media. You forget that this was like five years ago. Mm. They didn't have the same presence that they do now. They were doing shoots and stuff. Yeah, I can remember, but. That's why we did it because now it's so saturated, like totally saturated stuff like that. Social media managers. So yeah, so that kind of we just well we'll get into it now, but that's how we kind of started off because there was a desperate need for someone to take on all these corporate companies that wanted that extra jizz jazz to their (laughs) their business. No jizz in the business. I didn't want to do jizz because I thought it sounded weird, so I added the jazz at the end. Also a bit of jizz jazz. Yeah. So the first lesson is the power of a good jizz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first lesson. Let's let's cheers to the first lesson. Cheers. We've got seven to go. Cheers. I it reminds me of our photo shoots when I used to always get awkward and go, cheers. Yeah, I hated that. We go, ooh. Anyway, the first lesson, and I hope everyone's drinking to this, the power of saying yes. Mm. So normally when you start a business, you ask yourself why. Why yep. am I doing this? And what gap in the market am I fulfilling? But what we did is we were doing Collide. We weren't making that much money. And as we've said many times, we had a friend who needed help. Mm. And we said yes. And that kind of started the base for how we built our business. So when we said yes... We noticed there was a gap. In the market. And we opened ourselves up. We sure did. To endless opportunities. We did. And (laughs) at that point in time, we didn't have a business name. And we didn't have any... Funny story to that. Yes. <laughs> so the next sub-lesson in, in that would be choosing your business name. I actually like our business name. I love it. And everyone's like, how did you come up with it? And I was like, oh, fuck. I've got to tell this story. Basically, we opened up the dictionary and didn't get very far. We Hence didn't. why it starts with A. But the name actually represents us very well. It means intensely visual and creative. I always forget what it means. I just say... I know you do. Creative and stuff. (laughs) So we were looking, we were sitting at Double Bay Library, Double Bay, and we discovered the word ardent, A-R-D-E-N-T. And we were like, this is perfect. We're on the letter A. Yeah, let's let's not put this dictionary away. Let's like, not get like, to B or C. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably a great lesson to maybe have more patience. But we got there in the end. But the lesson is as well, like 
short and short, short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yeah, it can do that. You know, it can do you amazing justice in the end because it represented us well. Exactly. Yeah. And we stayed true to ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we were able to in the beginning. I would liken us to Christiana. We said, "Oh wow, okay, yes." To <laughs> you any- are going right to the top. <laughs> no, but I, I would say I like we said that. yes to anything at yeah. the start, but and I think so we you said yes to like porno step. Do you reckon that's a <laughs> well look for a yes to my life. daughter doing a porno to become famous and make money and fuck it did it did really well. She made like great decision for her family then and there, and Kim took it on. But look, do you reckon we? Like, do you reckon that's, like, similar to us? I feel as well, you though... you like the Kardashians, too. I love the Kardashians, but I do feel as though we said yes to a lot of things that we would now say no to. Yeah, but I think we say... But we, I reckon that's because we've just grown and now we can, like, read people better and clients and jobs better. And we know what we like and what we don't like now. Yes, mm. but then we didn't, so we were able to say no. Yeah. Say well, yes. Well, sorry. you learn so much. I think the bottom line is when you say yes to everything... You know, you learn quickly. Like, we would literally say yes to jobs that we didn't really have any idea what to do. Mm. But that put us, like, in any job, it puts you out of your comfort zone and you just fucking get it done. And you learn. And you learn. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson. And you can still take that in any job now, just saying yes and just giving it a go. Like, what can you lose? Like, nothing. No, there's a study that women never say yes to jobs that they don't think they're competent doing but men do yeah and they learn on the fly and i think a big lesson for anyone is say yes and just fake it till you make it say you can do x y and z and then outsource it get someone else to do it but now we know how to do it so that's why you don't think of it as saying yes because we learned it yeah we learned it but i would not say yes to a lot of things now yeah because we know we hate it no more pornos for me Okay, lesson number two. This is your lesson. Oh, yeah, this is my good story about how we started. So, lesson number two, learn to pivot. 100%, that's so important. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot, pivot, evolve, (laughs) pivot, evolve. And find yourself a little Shawnee boy. Yeah. So... I think when we started the business, I started, like, obviously researching social media a lot more and, like, you know, trying to, like, learn how to grow accounts, blah, blah, blah. And I came across this, like, Facebook group. I don't even remember what it was called. And I don't really want to give it away because I'm still in it. Don't name um, it. But can I jump in here just yeah. so the listeners know? What we were doing for clients is we were managing their Instagram pages. We were putting all the content out there. But we were also manually yeah, trying, manually to, grow trying to grow the account. So, it was so time comment, like, engage, yeah. share, all Which that was, crap. like... Yeah, that's how you grew an account. Like, you obviously engage with similar accounts or you're trying to target people that you think will follow your account. All of that. So, anyway, I was like, this is fucking taking up so much time. And we're growing quite quickly. We've got a lot of accounts, but we didn't have, like, that many people working for us or anything. Anyway, I was like, I, uh, this is just, like, too time-consuming. I don't have any time for myself anymore. So, I was like, fuck, I've got to come up with a solution. You love that word, don't you? Yeah, say? solution to the problem. Anyway, so I got into this, like, Facebook bloody hole, and I found um, this group. It was run by this lovely lady called Liz from America. I still follow her, actually, and email her a bit. Um, and she was, like, it was, like, a Facebook group 
like kind of just discussing every like heaps of people were on it from all over the world and it was like talking about you know social media and being a social media manager and just like tips and tricks and stuff like that then Liz launched these guides that I was like fuck I need that guide and we paid a bit of money at the time to um I think it was five hundred dollars for the guides was it that much yeah Yeah, maybe a few hundred dollars anyway these guys had all like tips and tricks on how to grow and how to engage with your audience and stuff like that. But still, again, like the the booklet about growing your audience and engaging with your audience was so fucking time consuming. And like they'd put down like time slots you're supposed to spend on each account, and it was like quite a lot. I think it was half an hour a day for each account, each account or something like that. And then you were like having to follow, like you were supposed to follow like a really strict schedule to grow by a certain amount each day. And people were saying it was working. That's why I bought it because people were like, these are amazing, Liz. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're so good. Anyway, I got sold into it. Anyway, Liz must have realized that, you know, it is time consuming. So she started um, a discussion around, like, having someone use, like, her basis of her um, way of growing an account, which was engaging with certain accounts that related to your account but following and unfollowing that kind of method commenting on like people or things within your area and she had this contact called Sean and she was giving the contact name out and she was like just say email this email I mean email Sean and say that Liz sent you to like Liz told you about me blah 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 so then I was like that's amazing I'm gonna reach out to Sean reach out to Sean and he ended up jumping on and being with us for fucking like four years. He grew our whole fucking business because Sean is the reason we are sitting here today. Yeah. A hundred percent. It was like life changing. And when I say he grew accounts, he grew them like we could get a client and promise them 10,000 followers in three months. Like, and they were legit followers because how it all worked was you could... You literally gave, like, out of... Let's just do an example. So yeah, do an example. If I had, like, a Double Bay real estate agency. So, like, I would be like, okay, so let's come out with a list um, to send to Sean. And it needs to be based off businesses that you think have the same followers as yep. what you want on your page. Yeah. So, if it was a real estate agent in Double Bay, you know, you'd put down all the other real estate agents in Double Bay that were selling similar properties to you. Um, maybe venues where, you know, where your clients would hang out. So, you know, Mississippi or something like that. Um, or nice clothes brands. And, you know, you just like literally drew out the drew out the perfect person that you wanted following your page. And because they were so targeted, the accounts grew like absolute, like firestorm. Like it grew so quickly. Big time. Um, and Sean, we never even met this guy though. Like we never even met him. So Sean was around for a while. And he literally took on every account because I think he had set up his own system um, <laughs> where obviously he started his own program that he could just like shove all the information we sent to him and just like get on with it. Because Sean literally travelled the world. Like he, when we'd contact him or like we'd have weird oh. logins from like in different countries and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. where the fuck is Sean today? But we we ended up, him. No, we did. We, we met him the lot when we were like, okay, that's enough. Like, I think we've got to stop this. Instagram kept shutting down the accounts by like three years after. This that's another like, lesson. Another lesson. Um, but he was amazing. And like at the time, no one was offering that. So every other social media agency kind of did, you know, the huge like 
uploading content, scheduling content, basically doing copywriting. But like the power in growing your account that quickly was like there was no one else doing it. So fuck Sean, cheers to you. Um, <laughs> Toast to Sean wherever you are in the world. And Liz, great method and great Liz. great bloody teamwork, Liz and Sean and Steph and me. Yeah, that was that was we all, all you. worked as a power team together. But I guess that leads into how we ended up falling into real estate agents in Double Bay. Shout out to the real estate agents in Double yeah, Bay. We love, love you guys. Yep. Um, they all wanted to build their own personal brand. I don't know if you've seen Lux listings, but like it's that kind of vibe in Double Bay. And they just wanted to grow their account. So that's why we had so many corporate clients, either mortgage brokers, mm. real estate agents. And there was a push. I think we were like the first Poppy kind guys. of people as well business to like now it's obviously saturated like everyone doing these nice editorial photos but we used to offer those shoots as well for yeah. our clients because we were like let's move away from like the usual photos you of know, the property of the as property, just listed whatever just everyone's seeing that and we were like let's do some really nice like photos where your team's in it or you're in it you're in this amazing house like let's try and make it a bit more personalized and stylized etc etc but um we did get a lot of mi- – we got a mix of, like, obviously full agencies signing on. But then we had, you know, individuals within the team that wanted to actually increase their brand awareness as themselves. Totally. Um, which is why then they obviously were very attracted to the fast growth as well because they became Instagram stars, like, overnight. They did. It was just crazy. I miss those days. I know. It was exciting, wasn't it? Well, they're very big on their long lunches. Oh, yeah, the old double bagels. We've had some really fun nights. It was great. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, a quick little story of how we kind of, like, I think as well that was kind of started our success out. That's probably why we, like, kept going as well because we kind of grew really quickly. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a lesson as well. We pivoted in the sense that we had never intended on doing real estate agents, you know, where we run, like, a lifestyle fashion Instagram together. It wasn't our vibe to do that <laughs> but we ended up loving it and we pivoted we to whatever research, yeah whatever like the market needed and then when that all fizzled out and came to an end we had to pivot again because the growth thing wasn't well working. instagram's got so much more strict and everyone would know the algorithm is so different now like so much more audited like security as well like totally yeah so it became nearly impossible to have an outer program like working on your account and like logged in because there were different like locations they were logging in from um so I think that's why we then when that kind of fizzled out we pivoted so that our big selling point was more creating beautiful content yeah for you because that became a really big thing creating your own content and pushing that more yeah but moving on to lesson three which is a big one for me more than you but you've been there to support me assess your finances Watch your expenses and get a fucking good accountant. Mm. Never ending journey. I feel Still on that yeah, I just take like a step back with that because it stresses me out because it just like seems really impossible. Yeah, I don't know if it's me or the accountant at this point. I know, but now I'm like, fuck, we've gone through a few. Is it? Is it? I think it's me. You? I think it might be me. But Why? Because you get confused. I don't really like the use of the word confused. Sorry. It might be like. So, sorry. It might be like 
I have a real traumatic relationship with money due to what happened in my family. Yeah, maybe. And I think I get very worked up, but I do. You can ask me to do it, but I I don't want to say that because I feel like then you're like, no, like you're saying I'm doing a bad job, but I don't think you're doing a bad job. I've just like never tried. But if it's that traumatic for you. It's not traumatic. I just think. Yeah, that's a big no, no, I just, I think when we tell this story, it'll become, I think it's been a really big learning curve for me and Ella that like all the money you make doesn't go to you. Mm. So I guess the the positives though, we started our business, which I would recommend to anyone with no business loans. We had no overheads. We had, we didn't have any money owing to the bank, No, which, which is, is great. great. Yeah. Which we loved. Um, a lot of people, obviously, with startups, like, obviously have other... Well, like, like, they have investors or they borrow money off their parents. Not all businesses, but a lot of businesses need it to start. And we were really lucky because social media didn't really involve any investment. Like, we had no. our computers, we had everything. Like, you know what I mean? We, we didn't, didn't need, need a shop front. We didn't, didn't need, need a fit out. Yeah. We didn't need anything like mm. that. So that was really beneficial. And then... We started to earn more money and kind of work out the way that our expenses need to, like how to actually pay our BAS and our GST and our company tax. But the first kind of, not issue, but like thing we really kind of tiptoed around the grey area in was expenses on the company card. And mm. well, it was exciting. I think once we started seeing like the money come in, we were like, like, yeah, and I think let's just go like spend it. We don't have to spend our own money. In our yes, own bank account. we've got fucking shit in here. And before anyone sues me, it's all above board. But we would basically, <laughs> we would basically, you know, take clients out for lunch. That's as a thank fine. You, which was completely fine. But then me and Ella would be like, oh, where where are we going to go tonight? Let's put it on the island. Well, then we'd get like we'd go from that lunch and then get lit and just keep spending on the car that yeah. was our issue like that we was didn't our like issue. close it off at the client lunch we'd go on all night go spending. on all night and then we would just like we'd wake up feeling like oh my bank account I, looks good because yeah. you're looking <laughs> and we'd be like i'd be like doing the reconciling and i'd be like schumann team drinks and it would be like vodka soda at 2 a.m yeah. <laughs> but we did that and then we kind of learnt from that as well. So we don't really do – we do do that, like, in the sense it's always important to take your clients out and, you know, show your support, especially God, if you're in a – COVID, we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything. Yeah. We've been so good. But <laughs> the third lesson would be to get a good accountant because if you're not great at money and maths and all of that stuff, it is actually quite confusing. I know, like, so, people like my partner's like, oh, it's so stupid. Like, why do you have an accountant? Like, you can just do it yourself. Like – you know, there's not that much to manage and all this But Eddie's stuff. a freak of nature. I, know, yeah. I feel like it's not... Most people no. have an accountant. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, you're making me feel weird. Just, like, yeah. stressing me out. I don't think you necessarily need a bookkeeper, but if you really are stressed about that stuff, you should have someone else handle yeah. all of it. That's but our, our first accountant that we had, we spoke about uh, <laughs> the very first one. So we weren't on the first podcast, so we won't talk about that again. But the second accountant came highly recommended and she was from the Hunter Valley. Yeah, like not Sydney. So we never met her. Never met her. She had a very like strict, weird, like teacher vibe of how to do things. Anyway, so we got set up with her. She was very rudimental in her approach and 
every time we spoke to her, there would be an auto response. So every single fucking email you sent her, even if it was like, hey, ex, chasing up on this, it would say, hey, Stephanie, we are grateful for your email. Hey, Stephanie, we are grateful for your email. And it got to the point where I was like, oh, I can't deal with this fucking auto reply yeah. email for well, a Well, it was hard more. because it was like really um, important at the time for us because we had all those issues before. So we were like trying to fix we were trying all to the fix previous all the mistakes. mistakes we had made. And like we thought we'd found someone that was going to like help us through like build. And like, I don't know, I felt like that's why we kind of went to her in the first place because she was like, supporting women and their businesses and then yet when we went to like you know just ask like questions don't take the piss or anything like we it, was kind of, it was impossible to like get onto her and it just made it the whole experience so frustrating so i'm gonna read you a quick grab from some of the emails so it would say <laughs> despite our desire to respond to everyone's queries within 24 hours we aren't robots who are able to answer everything oh, thank you. in the same day. <laughs> if you need a response in Speedy Gonzalez time... Oh, no. Do not use that word. No. Um, and then this was my favourite, the sign-off. No, I can't even remember any The sign-off was, with much calculator love, oh, the no. calculator Yuck. angels. Yeah, <sighs> I can't. So anyway, we, we, we parted ways. Does that make you anxious reading that? Like, yeah, yeah, like I'm feeling a bit like where's the next drink coming from because I'm, I'm feeling so <laughs> I'm triggered. triggered right now. So then we got this new accountant, your typical old school like accountant. Like dad vibe. Real dad vibe. Yeah. He was actually a really nice guy, but I think he looked at us like two dumb blonde idiots yeah. and it really, you know, chipped away. Well, it's just like certain roles. You know, exactly, and yeah. characteristics. That we... Whilst we we did push the limits with our spending and our expense structure, none of his business. None of his business. <laughs> if we want to get a fucking blow dry on a Thursday afternoon and put it on the card, we can fucking do that. And our and client it is makes sense. The blow dries. We did figure that out because for shoots we like needed it. Yeah. So our new accountant was like. Don't stress. You're allowed to do yeah, all of that stuff. Which made us feel like... A lot better. A lot better. And we were like, fuck, I wish I knew that at the time when he was putting us on the gronk a bit. Yeah, he's like, anyway, so we got him and he basically came on board and gave us this advice, which you should never take, that instead of paying your tax and your income tax as you go, pay it at the end. But... I had no idea what that actually meant. But anyway, we get to this meeting. <laughs> it's the end of financial year. So we've got t- company tax, personal tax to pay. And he's like, hey, girls, um, you've got to pay this exorbitant amount for Ella, this exorbitant amount for Steph, and this exorbitant amount for your company tax because you've got all this money sitting in the company, which you should have spent. And like we were like, why the fuck didn't you tell us that ages ago? I was like, a quick note quick cue for you have you included our hex debt in this which i've emailed you about oh, that was right multiple yeah. times and i've got a 70 grand hex debt yeah, so it was like outrageous i've got a big hex debt to yeah. pay off you you've got about a 30 grand one i think it was like 30 yeah 30 I so you're know if I'm paying that off <laughs> you are paying it off Thanks, don't worry sweetie <laughs> so whatever it was another couple grand for both of us and so in my head, I'm like ticking, o- ticking over the it numbers was- <laughs> going, that's every dollar in our account like fuck, right now. And I was like, 
oh, this is going to put us under, like, we're done. And I think we were paying office rent by then as well. So we yeah, were, yeah, we were really... And we had employees. So we, we had like, employees. Oh. It was really fucking scary. And, and like, we were like, how did we get to this? I thought we were doing really well. And then you're all of a sudden hit with these, like, huge amounts. And for someone that doesn't take any notice until something bad happens, I'm like... What the fuck is going on? No, you were like, excuse me, oh, so-and-so. In the meeting, because I'd had enough. You were I'd like, Steph's been working really hard on these accounts. <laughs> <laughs> She's been trying really hard. Uh, I don't even remember that. I was so off it. And like, then we oh, got man. in the lift and Ella was like, it's fine, it's fine. And I just looked at her and I was like, I can't, I can't even you look like, at I you. I can't really talk to you right now. I just need some time. And I was like, okay. I just needed some time in my car and I got in my car. Oh, I was really worried. I kept trying to ring you and you kept ignoring my I couldn't answer because I was hysterically crying. I was like, how is this happening? I was like, back to fucking 2007, here we come. I think Eddie had to ring you. I think he rang Eddie and I was like, oh my God, I don't know really, I don't really understand what's going on, but like relay of what we just had. (laughs) He would have listened to that and gone, this is an easy I think I was crying by then because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to cry too because I'm stressed now because Steph seems like really worried. I think I should be worried now. (laughs) So I'm going to cry and ring my boyfriend. And Eddie was like, you two need to shut the fuck up. And he's like, I'll ring Steph. And I kept trying, I remember I kept trying to like ring you and I was like, no, no, Eddie's trying to like, we're trying to get onto you. Eddie needs to talk to you. Like, it's fine. Because I always have to get Eddie to fucking back up everything because I have to check with him to see if everything's fine. And I understand what he's saying. Like, I get it. Well, I knew it was going to make you feel better. So I was like, please pick up the phone. I just need some time to myself. Like, you're going to fucking crush the car, baby. I drove like around having... being like, you know those moments where you really hate yourself? Could you see while you were driving? Probably not. I was sobbing. Yeah. My Toyota Corolla, like, yeah. bawling. And I had, was it raining? Yeah, was it was raining. No, it was like raining. depressing No, 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 it, was, it was raining. But I guess... Yeah, I was quite concerned. The bottom line with that is your accounts don't have to be difficult. It's a really easy process. Well, that's process. what my main argument was always with you being like, sorry, Steph, like, jumping in. Why is this so... Everyone runs businesses. Why is this so fucking difficult? I and didn't it's understand not. it. It shouldn't be. And it's not like we're running this huge fucking we're company not. that's so complicated. We've got different accounts and we're not. paying so many people. It's very simple. It's so simple. I think, like, I don't understand it, but it's very... I feel like it should be very simple. Well, four and a half years later... Yeah. I can safely say we're on top of it. And you feel comfortable. You feel good. I feel great. Yeah. I love our new accountants. Yeah. They're great. I think it just takes a while because I think an accountant's like maybe like a psychologist. Like you've kind of got to get up. It's money. It's a very sensitive topic. Yes. And, and it's your well-being. You know, it's everything. Like you need to have someone there that's like... But you're right. Stop. It shouldn't be stressful. But it I have a stressful. stressful relationship with money in general. Mm. But now we're on top of it. But I think... Most people listening to this will have a a very normal understanding of how a business works, but I think if you are nervous about that kind of thing, try and find a good accountant Mm. and one that understands your industry. Ask questions. Ask a lot of questions. Don't do what I do. I just ignore it until everything fucking goes crazy and then I'm like, Steph, why the fuck haven't you done so true but it's so we true. ended up finding an accountant that kind of understands the influencer space and what we're doing as an agency mm. space so it was a lot better with our expenses and our spending um but yeah traumatic couple of years um moving on let's we, like say goodbye to that bye one to see that. you later let's yeah. move on to the next one okay lesson four this is your lesson Ooh. when you find the tools to make your life easier in business 
don't assume there won't be a oh, catch yeah. 22. Okay. So, so when you run like obviously a social media agency, you've got multiple um, clients. I'm going to firstly start with the growth um, app that we had, not Apple, you know, Shawnee sure. Boy. So we thought he was a godsend, but obviously he was, but there was a catch 22. So as I was talking about, I'm going to use a real estate agency <laughs> as an example, because that actually happened a lot and it was really awkward. So like, let's say I had this real estate agency in like Potts Point, Elizabeth Bay area that covered like that kind of area of Sydney. So when I'd like talk to Sean, I'd be like, can you target everyone that posts photos in like Potts Point, Kings Cross, Elizabeth Bay, um, you know, Darling Whatever. Point, just like all that kind of vicinity where, you know, it's a bit up and happening. There's a few things going on there. Anyway, <laughs> we'd get like messages from clients being like, hey, um, <laughs> why are we commenting on this like Instagram porno kind of photo? And it'd be like, you put in like, the, like you'd write down the like comments you'd want to say, like Sean would put them in and it'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or like, this looks good or like good work or like thumbs up. And like, obviously, I don't know, there was obviously a lot of, um, it's like a very big singles area in Pops Point It was just like a stripper or a porn site or a a porn. No, but it was like, but it was particularly that area. And I think I was like, fuck. So yeah. So this real estate agency started commenting on all these fucking photos, like inappropriate photos, like tits and like dicks. We'd be commenting like, this looks great. Like great work. Keep up the, this is amazing. This is beautiful. And just like all these comments. And I was like fuck it so I'd have to like contact Sean but he'd been fucking Hawaii or something and I'm like, <laughs> traveler traveling and I'd be like you need to turn off like this area you need to avoid like these porno photos Sean I've told you a million times like like you need to just like let's just stop okay and he'd, and he'd kind of try to explain like yeah, yeah I won't like I'll try and wait like I'll try and like avoid all those photos but I don't know what the app he was using really to do it so I didn't know how much control he had over it but it kept happening here and there and this was toward the end where the whole process was oh, I was getting out. so hard and I was just like fuck it anyway that would happen and then on that note as well so when it started fizzling out too Instagram started getting really really strict <laughs> and so I'd tell Sean all the time like let's slow it down a bit like the growth because Instagram is giving us a heap of warnings being like if you like a certain amount of photos or per day, per or, day or you follow a certain amount of accounts in an hour like your account gets blocked for like it's not even like an hour or something like I'm talking like a few fucking days. three to five days which, when you run a social media agency, it's pretty stressful and that's, like, your main responsibility is to have this account healthy up and running. So we started getting all these accounts blocked. <laughs> and we'd have, like, fucking meltdowns when it would happen. We and couldn't post for them. The, the agent couldn't physically log into their own account. And it was... Imagine being locked out of your personal Instagram. No, we had, and we had a few personal agents as well. Yeah. So they'd be locked out of their account, can't get in. And, like, they'd be like, what the fuck's happening? Like, why is this happening to my account? <laughs> And I'd be, yeah, it was just, oh, it was a nightmare. Nightmare. So, like, yeah, Sean was great, but there were a few issues. Yeah, um, so you got to watch that closely. Next one is scheduling. So, obviously, again, when you have multiple clients, we had just, we didn't have just real estate clients. We had, like, beauty, hair, fashion. Like, we had a big mix. Food. Huge mix. Um, but any small Maybe business. at the, like... More when we first started, I remember this really clearly because maybe it was the first time it happened. And after that, it 
didn't happen as much. It did happen when we brought on like employees because they'd make the mistake as yeah. well. Because um, in scheduling, it makes your life so much easier because you obviously send the content off for approval and then you just schedule it in for like the two weeks to a, you know, a month's worth of content right there. But um, it's quite fiddly. So you have to make sure that like the accounts on like the right-hand side of the computer is like clicked onto the right one account only. And you've got to kind of double check it and whatnot. Anyway, one day I remember we were getting really lit at like in Paddington at Sarah mm. and Gemma's place and I've stuff. Memory blocked this, and we were upstairs yeah. on the stair, like on that stairwell. And I think like we were pretty lit. I think we were about to go I remember out that so clearly. It was like after day drinking as well. It was daylight. And it was our first client that we'd ever had on. Yeah, because it was at the very start. Very we were pretty start. young. And I remember we got a message or something and they were like, why are you posting other real estate properties on our real estate account like i'd accidentally clicked the wrong account or hadn't double checked and this like competitor agency that we represented too had put their i'd put their listing on their (laughs) opposite account like the account that it shouldn't be on so to to put it into context it would be like Posting me a, posting a Ray White listing on Rain a and Rain and Horn account. Probably that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And with the open time, everything. And I was like, fuck, like that's a bad fuck up. And we had to like, I don't know. I was like, we're going to get fine. Oh, yeah. And it was, it's not great. That, yeah, that was a fucked up one. But anyway, moving on, on to, again. On to lesson number five. <laughs> Another tricky issue. Learn to be a boss sometimes. Mm. So, backstory of myself and Ella and our track record with employees. We have had some amazing employees work for us, including Miss Double Bay. She's going to make our longest employee, our longest one ever, and she's going to come on the podcast. But we have a track record of hiring friends or friends of friends. Or we just become best friends with them. That's our problem. Exactly. Which isn't like bad, but I'm saying like. I don't think we're taken very seriously sometimes. No. So we, and I think it's a really good thing. Like we have a really good relationship with all of our employees. Like we're not mean employees, but basically we had our employees, Claudia and Felix, and they were our two, like. Oh, you're telling the story when we took them away and we were supposed to do like, oh yeah. 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 So we took our two employees away for a team building exercise. And I'd imagined it like a kind of, well, you like love. I, know I love you say you hate that. teacher vibes. Like you said that before, but like you kind of like being a teacher. I do, yeah. Because you're an English tutor. Before. Yeah, I tutored. You English have that in you. I have that in me. So I thought it would be we hired this beautiful house, and I thought it would be like a team building exercise. We did do like you're putting it down a bit. We did do some bloody lame exercises. We did, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I as well. was just like, why? I was just like fucking rolling my eyes the whole time. It was like. Write down, like, the best qualities about yourself and, like, your employees. Everyone loved it. It's, like, proven. I think we've got a YouTube up. You yeah, filmed, we do. You filmed the whole thing. Yeah, and we said we had to talk about a moment where we felt vulnerable at work and I was, like, really getting into it. Did they take it? Did Claudia and Felix take it seriously or they were kind of laughing at us? No, they, they did for about two hours and then it was hot, sunny, summer. And it was and such a vibe, like, the place we got. The place was so beautiful. And, anyway, so... We did this team building thing for two hours and then everyone got over it. I think we just made them take photos. I was like, I was secretly like, holy fuck, I've planned like two and a half days of team building activities and they've just fucking put them all in the bin and now we're just getting lit. No, you got all that chalkboard paper and stuff. Yeah, I got butcher's paper, different coloured pens. Anyway, so we were like, 
was like, this is getting boring now. Let's prank call people. <laughs> so then... So I was like, we, fuck, we work with, like all the time with them. Like, let's make this a bit more fun. Like, you yeah. know. So um, we spent... Four and a half hours prank. Oh no, we went out. To, well, we went out to a nice dinner and just like had margaritas. And we came back and we were lit. That's what happened. We didn't. Yeah. I don't think we started it in the day. We went that. No, bad. no, no. We didn't. we popped the champers, had a few pre drinks, made them take photos of us for a while because I think we had a few clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Which they weren't. Claudia into. was always off that. And yeah. Then Felix would be like, he'd be forced because then we'd have to get photos of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Felix was fine because he wanted photos of himself. <laughs> and Claudia and was just like, oh, she was just, probably like, you're fucking just a lot. All of yeah, you. she was like, you're a lot. She's um, probably writing down for her memes for Miss Double Bay. Yes. <laughs> Literally, she did one meme one time about like oh, hating you her got, bosses. Yeah, I remember that, and you got and so no, she messaged us going. <laughs> This isn't about you. Oh, you just didn't get offended. No, I didn't get offended. She wrote to us before. She wrote to us. I didn't even see it go up. Yeah, now I didn't even notice it. But anyway, back to the Jeringham story. So I think that's just an example of like, we like to have fun. But I feel like we always like pick fun people. We always have good. It's just when something serious happens or you want to like give them like feedback. It's like giving feedback to like a friend though. So they're always going to take it weird. Like it was hard to then turn off and... It's totally. always like, even not even with them, I'm not even saying like anything. Yeah, because we've them. had employees that aren't friends and it's the but same. But I'm saying it's the same. Yeah. I'm just giving like an overall example of And like, I also yeah. think They'd when... probably agree with that too though. Yeah, they I would. Because I think it's not... And when you're building your business and you're quite small, it's very hard to, when you're sitting in one office together, to be, to kind of like be really hectic when there's but only five But I don't even want to ever be hectic because I've never wanted that environment for anyone because I no. know how that feels. And it's, yeah, agreed. It's shit, you know? Um, but then when we found our second oh, well, then Not our second, but this, our favourite oh employee. Like, of what? No, we've had a few now. No, like as in this is our second story about an employee. Yeah, but it rolls on to the fact as well that like sometimes getting lit and being out and about, it can lead to great things. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something really good about myself. Okay. I am a big question asker. And I'm not, are you saying? I well, feel I'm like saying I just don't shut up. You're the same, but I felt like that night... Oh, you, you felt I like was you really, dragged it in? I was yeah. really pushing it there. So we saw had this, a few Margies. We, yeah, we were at Maddie Keel's 30th. We were at 30th. At, um, what was that? What's that? View Bar. View Bar in Bondi, beautiful place. And she was so random. <laughs> I was random. No. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I was really hungover. I was fine. No, I'm saying this whole story is so random. Like when you think I about know. what happened. I know. Yeah. So we're at View Bar having a few drinks, sitting in the area where you can have like a cigarette, which is near the toilets. Me and Ella and my boyfriend are there. And this girl walks out in this stunning sir yeah. two-piece silk outfit. And I had seen it online and I was like, oh my God. Is that from Sir? She's like, yeah, I work at Sir. And she's like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I know so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, but I'm at uni as well. And I was like, oh, what are you studying? She's like, graphic design. And we were both like, like, oh, my God, we need a graphic designer. Anyway, we pretty much offered her the job then and there because we really liked her. Oh, we were obsessed with her. And her boyfriend came out. And then I was like, this isn't a joke. I'm going to message you tomorrow. Like, don't. This isn't a drunken conversation. Messaged her the next day. She came in for an interview. Like that week. That week. And we've still got her on board. Oh, no, we love her. And she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. So it's like... That's the power of, like, having a, a fun relationship with your employees. You can, you know, find them by being drunk. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I think it was just... It was fate. I'm just saying getting drunk sometimes doesn't hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. This is different to having an employee, but having clients who are friends or friends of friends of friends of friends won't always be the right fit. A hundred percent. I think, well, yeah. So we've been really lucky in the fact that we haven't had to do like any marketing for our business at all. People always ask us like, how do you get, how do you build your client base? Like blah, blah, blah. And um, I've always never really had like a, answer for them I feel like I've always been like we've been really really lucky just with our like circle of friends and our network that we've built over the years just through even like university or like collide collide or your tutoring or yeah. like you know just people you my mum's your mum's friends like we've always kind of been able to find clients really easily it's never been a yeah. problem where we've been like fuck we're gonna get like Mark we're gonna get on the sales yeah. and you know like we've been so so lucky um and we've never really had any like huge issues like we've had a few I will not lie in terms of just like when messages client have been comms. client comms client expectations um and I think our problem is we are very as we've said at the very start of the podcast we say yes a lot we're only just learning to be more strict with what we say yes to and where our boundaries are remember our biggest point of difference that we would pitch in every meeting is that we're super flexible 24 7 24 7 which is we can work just don't you do don't that. do that anymore don't do so that. we're only like just learning what we've been going now for a few four, four years. years now and we're only just kind of learning how to you know read a, i remember the conversation we actually had with um you know um you know who i'm talking about though i don't the ones that used to work at our old job, who's gone off on their own. Bonnie oh, Chris and, and Bonnie. Chris and Bonnie. They were really oh. great mentors because they've started their own business. They are amazing. They're amazing. Their I remember that's when I changed. Um, we changed our perspective on a lot of things yeah. because they had they're sort of like us, but a, you know, a few years older. Two best friends. Two best friends, and they've built like an amazing business together. And they like, I think we were having some issues at the time. We randomly, randomly ran into them. No, we had breakfast. With and them. but no, then we organized breakfast. Yeah. And they sat us down, and you know, kind of gave us some tips and stuff on how to like gauge clients, even from like first off when you have a meeting with them. Totally. You remember all that? Yes. And I remember being like, "Fuck, why haven't we thought about this?" So they said that they would build their retainers, their fees, everything around their first meeting with the client. What do they value? How are they perceived? Like, are they going to be really a lot on the comms or are they going to want reporting Mm. or are they going to want this? And it's, it's such an important point because it's like a psych meeting. It's a psych meeting. You you meet a client and you can get a feel for who they are. And if they're not going to match your needs and they're going to be really possessive of your time, you've got to charge accordingly. And that meeting really did change. It did. The That's way. what I, I forgot to say that before we had the podcast. Yeah, I, I remember. That. I don't have was, that in my notes. Thank you. That's all right. I remember because I t- I remember those kind of things because it's nice when you hear advice from someone that's going has been through what and you're they're going five through years ahead of and us. ahead of us. You know. Anyway, Chris and Bonnie, they're our mentors. They gave us some really good client feedback and how to structure your mm. like expectations of clients and their expectations of you. But prior to that meeting. We were very flexible with stuff and we'd say yes to everything and we'd, you know, apologize for everything that they were unhappy for. And like, we never like put our foot down. Never. Like about anything. We'd never. kind of just like go along with it and just try and pivot. Which is really draining. Again. I love that word. Yeah. Pivot to what they want. Um, and I think now though, we've learned the ins and outs of the business pretty well. 
and we know what works for us and what works for clients, most clients anyway. And I think we're, we're a lot more comfortable now in saying no and, and being more, I think the biggest thing as well, having confidence in what your business is and your expertise, because that's what would be the biggest thing would be. We'd kind of go off comments that they would say to us being like, Oh, why don't you change this? Or why are you doing that or something? And you, you know, we'd kind of reply, Oh, whatever, what do you, you know what I mean? We kind of just like pander about, you know, we wouldn't be like, Hey, you know, let us do our job. Um, that's why you've hired us. This is our advice, and I think take it or fucking leave it. Like, fuck off. But yeah. You know what I mean? You never were like, I think maybe we were young. I don't know. Like, very so, young. Yeah. And it's very easy to be super impressionable around clients that you've got that are a lot older and a lot more established. Yeah. It's so easy. But this one time, <laughs> this we one had time. to organize a photo shoot and in a certain area of Sydney, and we... No, it's out of Sydney. Out of Sydney, and... Never trust your mum's recommendations is my fucking biggest point. So mum said, oh, this lady I know, she's got a beautiful property in well, so-and-so so area and she was also a client. Yeah. Won't really go into her as a client because that's just, she was just annoying. Um, anyway, so we had to do a shoot for another client and we said we to thought her. We'd help her. We thought it was like helpful using, well, obviously you use your contact base and like, Totally. And we were like wanted to help her out with the advertising of her holiday house, I think. So, so her holiday like, house. Perfect. Let's use this shoot and advert and like shoot it there and she'll have some great photos for our socials as well to advertise and she can use it on her house as social. a rental. And we were like gonna give the photos for free and everything. Like yeah. we we're so open and nice about it as well. And she still charged us for the house. So it wasn't we, like no, it wasn't a freebie at all. Not yeah. at all. So we get to this house, do this shoot, there's no Wi-Fi. Um, and we initially wanted to go home in the first place after the shoot and drive back mm-hmm. to Sydney, but we couldn't. So we ended up staying the night. We left the house absolutely spotless and we leave. Well, cause like we weren't really side note, like didn't fucking do anything. We literally had the shoot. We were exhausted, went to dinner with the client who was there with us, one girl and got home and went to bed. They like, were... Two, two three rooms, th- three rooms used. Were oh, did um Felix or Claudius? They, they both came. Yeah. yeah. So there was like literally three rooms used. We were so tired. Like had a huge day. Like we weren't like there was no fucking partying or anything. And we didn't stay there a week. We stayed there fucking for twenty four hours. Yeah. So anyway, I get an email from this crazy fucking lady, <laughs> and she says. Hi, Stephanie. No. I've unfortunately had an email from my house valet lady to say the house was left in a mess and the amount of laundry was huge. The house what w- fucking laundry would that be? The house has never been left as bad as this before. She sent me photos. I wouldn't have agreed if I knew this. New spelt N-E-W. <laughs> I haven't had any photos or social media. Every bed and every towel in the house was used. I will send through photos. Sorry that I have to report this. And we were like so confused because we were like, we haven't even, yeah, as I said, we hadn't been in the house for long. We left it immaculate because like, obviously it was a shoot and we, and she was our client. Like what, we're going to trash your house and then just like fuck off and leave it and not think anything of it. And we're two girls and we were all, uh, yeah, like it was, yeah. And our response. (laughs) Are you going to read it? You think it's like half me thrown in here? Yeah. This was a good few. Fuck, this was a while ago. I'm going to have to call you tomorrow about this as you're missing what I'm saying. Every bed was not used. You're making out like we had a huge house party in your house. It was the complete opposite. 
Also, I've never rented a property in my life and not been able to use a towel or sleep in a bed. But can we just like preface though, this was like after a few emails because it got to emails. the point where you were like, I need to talk to her not like as a client to client now because it's like my this mom's is- friend. Because I think it's, you know what I mean? Like it was gotten to the point where you tried to be like professional and you were like, I need to get like, I just need to just say what I need to say right now. Yeah, because I used to pussyfoot around the point. And I was just like, mate, you know this lady. It's your mum's friend. I think we've like, this is, she has been so rude. Like you've just got to work out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then I said, please send through images of a supposed trash rental from your valet lady. Like what the fuck is a valet lady? (laughs) And then I go, this is really upsetting how absurd this is. And then she sent an email back going, oh, sorry, I got the wrong tenant. She was like, oh, didn't even really apologize. She's like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. I have a, that, that's there. They've sent through the wrong photos from a previous tenant. And that was it. And just like acted like everything was normal again. And we were like... And I think the biggest thing there was to gauge that like getting a cheap discount on this property was not worth the turmoil that we'd had. I don't think it was even that. I think it was just like even reading her from the first place. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think, yeah, she was just like, that email that Steph just wrote out was after like, 15 emails. Like a few emails. It was gotten to the point where we were like, this is like absolutely absurd. Like has someone come in and trashed the whole house when we left? Like had just come in and fucking rampaged the house? Because I was like, let's see these photos. Like I'm so intrigued. And she kept talking about how a tap was left on for like five days. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she kept saying, every towel and every hand towel. And she's like, I trust my cleaners or whatever. I've had them for years. Like they wouldn't lie to me. And we were like, this is like getting ridiculous. And we were starting to go crazy. I was like, like, did we leave the house? But the greatest point that you made, Ella, was like, on what planet do you rent a property and you're not allowed to use oh, a yeah, towel? I was remembering being like, even this point about the towel, she keeps bringing it up in every email. I'm like, of course you're going to use a towel. That's what they're there for. Got to dry yourself. Could have a fucking shower, babe. Yeah, you're going to run around naked in <laughs> bloody. I was going to say the area, just drip drying so everywhere. Um, and then lesson number seven is set boundaries with your clients. Yeah, that comes kind of back to what we kind of said. That comes back to kind of what we said. And I guess me personally, I deal like just to explain our roles in the business. I feel I'm like I'm, no offense, quite good at that. No, you are. Yeah. I'm saying I'm bad at But it. you're good. But that's your personality type. You love becoming friends with everyone. And that's a good thing though. Yeah. You're very well, friendly. I think you don't have a lot to do with the clients on the phone and over email. No, but I have my own ones I deal with more than you. But I just never like want to like extend the relationship. Like I'm never like... You have a you're boundary. Just like, you're just good at just like you're wanting to, I think, legit want to be friends with them. <laughs> Maybe? Am I wrong? No, I do. Like you kind of like enjoy it until yeah. it gets, until I think you're, until they suffocate me. Is that then you're like, oh, I don't like where it's got to. Like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, you're totally. kind of stuck. Yeah. That's what I feel because then they start taking advantage of you sometimes. 100%. Yeah. Um, that's the issue though. Like yeah. then it's coming back and then realising how am I going to tell them, actually, I don't like you messaging me at 9pm. Like, yeah. I'm not available then. Yeah. Because I remember when I started getting stressed and I didn't have boundaries a few years ago with some people, I, you know, get stressed and just want to reply then and there. Like, it didn't matter if it was, like, at dinner or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this is really affecting me. That's when I had, all like, my tummy issues because I was getting yeah. so stressed and it was all, like, anxiety from just work. And I remember the biggest um difference was just like being like I'm calling it I'm just gonna turn my phone off on silent at certain times of the night 
100%. I'm, I was really bad at one point with that stuff. I'm still learning to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, no. I think there's also, though, a time and a place. Like, if a client's messaging you at 9 o'clock at night and something urgent's actually, oh, something's happening, actually gone reply. wrong. Yeah, but, but if I'm it's just something stupid. simple about a plan or something, anything that can wait until tomorrow, let yeah. it wait. But most things can. I think that's yeah. what we've learned. So Agree. Yeah. I'm still trying to get better at that. Yeah, you've come a long way. I've come a long way. Mm. But yes, I do tend to become besties with a lot of clients. Um, well there are our lessons. Yeah. Our seven beautiful lessons. Um and now we're gonna move on to recommendations for the week. Yes, recommendations. Okay, I've got a recommendation for um TV show. Go. So the new um 9-11 documentary on Netflix. Have you seen I've heard that? That's amazing. Really, really good. The problem is I don't watch it when you go to bed because I actually tend to fall asleep in documentaries and I get really tired. So I keep missing like the end bits of each episode. Parts, yeah. But it's like, I was like, oh, fuck, another like documentary on it because there's been so many. But this one's actually very, it's like a kind of a different point of view. Um, a lot of great footage and it's coming more from the storyline of what America did after it happened, like, mm. their reaction to it and how mm. they went to war and the ins and outs. It's quite – like, I kind of forgot all about that, like, the camps they set up and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a good watch. I mean, like, it's sad. It's pretty heavy, but it's interesting. Um, how about okay. you, Stephanie? Um, I'm going to recommend a podcast. Yeah, okay. Darling Shine. Oh, yeah, you like that one. Chloe Chapman, Elodie Pullen – Speaks about grief, infertility. I thought it was really yeah, interesting. it was good. Because now we're at that age, we're the same, similar age to them. I yeah. the same age, actually. It was interesting because I think we've had a few, obviously, friends that have gone... Like, people are going through that now. Yeah, people and I think it's... That shit. Yeah. The grief part, listen to the podcast. Obviously it's not such what, an intense yeah. story, so I'll just let not you... Not what, yeah, yeah. But that. the infertility stuff, I thought it was really interesting how they did one episode on how what to say and how to kind of deal with it if a friend of yours or someone close to you is going through it because there are certain things that you might instinctively say that are just not the right Mm. thing to say and I just yeah it's a really interesting podcast and I'm trying to think of anything else no, there's not much. Again, we're in lockdown. There's not much really going on. No. I mean, I can just recommend, like, clothes I buy and stuff. Yeah, clothes get recommend given. some clothes. Recommend. Recommend. How about our new aim? How do you pronounce it? Amen. Active Wear. Love it. It's so nice. I haven't, haven't it looked y- at yours yet. Yeah, but yeah. you love yours? Love it. I've worn both of them. Um, I'm also loving, I know we've recommended it before, but Kristen... Um, fluid form Pilates. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I like and how it's... we got, like, the personalised workout sent to us. Yeah. So you sent through, like, your issues that you thought you wanted to, like, you know... Work on. Out, work on. And mine was my bum. Nice. And, and um, I got, like, I think, like, I don't know. It was, a fuck, it was probably, like, 30 days or something. Yeah. Workout challenge. Yeah. It's really good. And, and they're really nice and short workouts. And she's, like... They give you all the stuff, like the bags yeah, and the balls. Yeah, it's and the really legs. good. I would re- highly recommend signing up to that. And that's it. That's it. Cool. Cool. Next week, we've got Jarchi on the potty. Oh, do we? We've got Jarchi. Okay. Nice. TikTok star TikTok slash my time. boyfriend. Woo. Alrighty. Yeah. Farewell, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.